I said, are you ready? It's showtime, folks! What's good, y'all? It's your boy, MJ Incredible. Welcome back to All Things Incredible Monday Mix. Here we are, a new era, sort of. I'm still sort of figuring things out, but we're really trying to make a good podcast for five days a week. Just kind of, you know, working, working, working on it. Anyway, we're reserving Thursdays for football, so that's not going to be every week until, you know, the season officially starts. And Tuesdays, we're doing, you know, the Taking Back Tuesday, which is like an every other week kind of situation. So, you know, there's that. But anyway, today we're going to start off with my top 10 Marvel and DC heroes and villains. Now, this is geared more towards the comic books, not necessarily the media franchise film or you know uh, animation so it's just going to be comic book characters okay now I want to this like I want to do another list like this but only with live action adaptations and I was going to do that initially but I want to re, like, watch everything. Just kind of. My problem is when it comes to Spider-Man, I don't know which Spider-Man I like the most. Um, I like the trilogy with Tom Holland. Like, I think all three of those movies are much better than the other Spider-Man movies. But I don't know if I like Holland's Spider-Man more than McGuire or Garfield's. I know some other people have a pretty strong list. Like a lot of people think it's Toby. Uh, very few think it's Andrew, and you know, there's quite a bit of people now that think Tom Holland is the best. I don't know which one I feel like, like is the best. I think they all three did a good job, um, but I don't know because I grew up with Toby, and I I'm actually a fan of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I think they were pretty pretty well done, um, but I liked the portrayal that Andrew Garfield did more than I liked the actual movies. And then I'm, I've been a fan of Tom. Uh, at first, I was a little against the casting, but I thought he did a really good job in Silver War, and then when he, and then Homecoming was just a fantastic movie, so I don't know. I, so I decided, you know what, that's gonna take a little bit of, little bit of time. Or, like, you know, I could just say that I'm just going to leave him off the list and, you know, the character off the list entirely. I guess I could do that, but I don't know. We'll see. And since I like the movies a lot more than I like the comic books, because I don't read comic books regularly, it's, it's, it's you know, very sporadic. I get most of my, my comic book knowledge from Rob Jefferson and Comics Explained, sometimes Comic Story and... Or I look it up myself and just read, like, wiki entries or the fandom entries or uh, whatever. The just, you know, different Google searches. 
Very rarely do I get the information from me actually reading the comic book. So it was easier for me to put the list together because there's characters that I really enjoy and, you know, I like story arcs from the comic books, etc, etc. Now there's obviously, you know, story arcs that I didn't like from the comic books, but, you know, that's how comic books work. I think the only, like, person on my list, on either of my list, that I have actually read, like, a whole, like, story or whatever, or, like, a whole issue. Well, I read the first, um, Hulk. The first five issues, I think. Like, volume one. Something like that. It was, like, the first version of the Hulk and all that stuff. I, I And the reason why I did it is because A, Hulk was my favorite, but B, uh, I bought a like like a book that had all, it wasn't individual comics, it was like put together in like a, like a binding and I, I got it for college I was writing a, like a, a, uh, a paper, like an essay of why the Hulk is the best superhero or best hero in general. So I read all of those, and then, you know, I did all the information that I, you know, had at the time. This is when I found out that, like, the original Hulk, like, the original story, like, the concept of the Hulk is completely different than what, you know, people associate with the Hulk nowadays. Like, nowadays he's green, he changes on, um from anger and you know stuff like that and the movies are kind of putting in like a fear-based thing as well um but when it originally happened the hulk was basically like a werewolf he would turn to the hulk at night he would be bruce banner again when it comes to daylight uh and then eventually he built like this machine that can help him switch back and forth at will right he also could fly, just like normal fly. <clears throat> when he was the Hulk, he actually basically kept his mind, so he was very intellectual and very well-spoken. Um, it also, like, he he got it from, like, an explosion instead of, like, being injected with a serum. They changed it from the movies to, like, be a serum and stuff like that just because it was less graphic. I, f I feel that's the case, and they wanted to uh, use the story arc that it was more of him trying to... Re well, in the MCU specifically, it was him trying to kind of recreate the super soldier serum from Captain America, but um, even, like, in the Eric Bana Hulk film and even in, like, the TV series, I... They... Well, I know for sure with the Hulk, with the you know Hulk movie from 2003 with Eric Bana, but they switched it to like a serum kind of deal. Well, they also kind of made hit more of like a a genetic thing with him in that one. Like that, that's a whole different story. But um, the original way that it happened in the comics was a, a big explosion. Like it was a gamma bomb, not necessarily gamma serum, right? And he was saving Rick Jones. So this is when I found out about Rick Jones. I didn't really know much about Rick Jones, or if I knew anything at all. But, you know, because of that college, you know, that assignment, this is when I started, like, diving into, like, the original Hulk story and stuff like that. So he was gray, but everybody knows that. 
Um, <coughs> I didn't know that he could fly like that. I didn't know that his change was basically like a werewolf. I didn't know that he built a machine. I didn't know that the Hulk could speak, you know, intellectually and stuff like that. Like, because you know, eventually they sh- they they kind of took a different direction and made him kind of like a brute. Not necessarily well-spoken. He kind of just speaks in words instead of sentences. Hulk smash. Hulk friend. Hulk angry. You know, yada, 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 yada. Um, he could only change because he was angry. Blah, blah, blah. So. I mean, originally they wanted him to be green anyway, but there was something wrong. No, they wanted him to be gray, but... It was more difficult... I don't remember, like, what was what, but... Anyway. <clears throat> I like some of the changes they did, but I do wish they would have kept some of the original stuff, like the Hulk being intellectual and stuff like that. But, you know, they eventually did stories like Professor Hulk, and in the MCU they do Smart Hulk, and yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, they, they, they keep things around, and as far as Grey Hulk goes, they, you know, made a new character with Grey Hulk, and... Blah, 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 blah. Not that big of a deal. Anyway, let's get to the list. (laughs) Um, So, like I said, this is based off the comic books specifically, but it's not too different from live-action adaptation either. Like, it it really isn't. Um, But then it really is, so... Whatever. One day we'll do live-action adaptation only top 10 Marvel, top 10 DC. And we're going to have to separate the two because there's too much content to do with that. As far as the comic book goes, like I said, I don't read them regularly, so it's easy for me just to put them together. It ended up being 5 and 5 anyway, so, you know, it is what it is. There is kind of a an honorary mention, so to speak, on the hero side of things. So we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, We're going to start off with heroes. And obviously, number one's Hulk. We've already talked about it. He's my favorite. Number two is Green Arrow. Now, this started... Like, I sort of saw the... Kevin Smith run like in the early 2000s but I didn't really pick up comic books and stuff like that until I became like an adult and stuff like that so watching the Arrow TV show got me super involved with the character Green Arrow and then I started diving into the comic book origins and all that stuff started reading some of the comic book story arcs and uh, I just fell in love with the character I also liked the character on the Justice League show when I was younger um, not the Justice League show, sorry, the Justice League Unlimited show, but, uh, he wasn't really on it very much. I, I, I have a memory of him being on it more than he was, but, you know, we just re- recently rewatched both of those shows, so I know that he wasn't on it very much. But he was a badass in the show anyway. Like, even today, I feel that way, so. Um, but there was, like, other small things, like, Green Arrow just kind of... He was there, he just wasn't really in the forefront until I started watching the Arrow TV show. And then once I did that, I was like, man, I really love this character. So then, you know, I started diving, like I said, started diving in the comic books, 
origins of it and stuff like that, trying to find story arcs and get more information on him. And um, he eventually took second place on my favorite of all time. The next two are essentially tied. But they could be swapped too, so it's like three and four. They're basically the same position as far as you know the top ten goes, and that's Spider-Man and Deadpool. When I was a kid, Spider-Man was my absolute favorite, like without question. Like I was super stoked for the movie. I remember everything about it. I loved the animated show in the '90s. Um, I was even sort of a fan of the other shows that they were putting on, like The Unlimited and stuff like that. Not as much, because I was a Peter Parker guy. Uh, but the video game, I really enjoyed. Uh, and then, like, I enjoyed playing the video games that were based on the movie. Like, Spider-Man 2, even today, even though the graphics... Like, the graphics aren't super terrible. I mean, they're pretty bad by today's standards, but... Like, overall, like, I thought it was great. Um, like, it was awesome. And then, you know, I I play I remember playing Spider-Man 3 a little bit, but not not as much. Even though that was my favorite movie of the three. <laughs> uh, but I didn't have a PS3 at the time, and I never got it. I don't think I don't even know if they put it on the PS2. But I had a buddy that had it. So I played it a little bit, and then I think I think he sold it or something. I don't know. Because eventually we never played it again, but uh, anyway. Um, I love Spider-Man. Like, he was the one that was, I definitely knew more about in the comic origins and stuff like that, so, like, I would dive deep into it. And I still, to this day, because there's so many Spider-Man stories that you could talk about and go over, you know. Uh, he wasn't the first Marvel character, but he definitely, when he got introduced, he became the face of Marvel. Like, he became the face of Marvel. Like, it was Captain America for the longest time, but, you know, after World War II, like, Captain America's, like, just kind of popularity dropped a little bit. So during the 60s, you know, Stan Lee came up with Spider-Man and fucking changed the game. And he's been popular ever since. And then they brought Miles Morales in. And a lot of people hated it at first. I didn't hate it. Um... Because I thought his suit looked cool. Because I liked black, like red and black were my two favorite colors. So I was like super into the suit. But I wasn't really into reading the comics week to week or month to month, however they released them. So like it never really affected me. Because by this point, they were already making Spider-Man movies and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I'll just focus on the movies. Not that big of a deal. But then, you know, as I got older, like I said, I started diving more into it. And that's when I started realizing that it was, a, you know, the ultimate universe. Like, there's different universes, different Earths, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, so I'm completely okay with it. But I did like when they... When when the adaptation is, like, when the ultimate universe or whatever, it kind of, like, gets destroyed and bonds or what, however it works. And eventually, Miles Morales is part of Earth-616. I like when he becomes Kid Arachnid. Because I think that the, the tag team, the duo of Spider-Man and Miles Morales, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, 
is fantastic. And I like the character Miles Morales. Um, and I really like the Spider-Man animated movie that they did. I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. So I can't wait for the, the two sequels that they have planned for that. But anyway, that's a different time. Um, so Peter Parker, Spider-Man was my absolute favorite. Uh, and then the Hulk became my favorite. And then just, you know, within the last ten years, Green Arrow became my second favorite. But you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, Hulk is still my favorite, absolutely, without question. But I think as far as, like, comic book go, I I might put Green Arrow on the same playing field as Spider-Man and the other person that I haven't talked about yet. That, I... Let me bring up the other guy, and then we'll kind of talk about these top four positions here. Deadpool. Love Deadpool. Um, I became more and more a Deadpool fan, like, late 2000s, early 2010s, like, before the first movie came out. And then when, like, you know... uh, Well, Ryan Reynolds had that one stint as Deadpool, and... I liked the character that they that they had in that movie, X-Men Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, but I don't like that they took the name Deadpool. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I hate when... I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate it when they do that. When they take such a cool character, and then they... All they do is keep the name, and then basically change everything else. Like, they just did that with the Riddler and Batman. Um, they did that with, you know, Deadpool and the X-Men Wolverine or- Wolverine Origins movie. Um, they also did it... Fuck. They did it recently with somebody else, too. I mean, they even did it in the Deadpool movie with uh, Teenage... Longest name ever, or whatever. <laughs> I forgot Megasonic Teen or something like that. Uh, like they changed her powers, but that one I was okay with just because it's a lesser known, in my opinion, it's a lesser known character, and um, what they did for the movie was awesome anyway. So, but when it doesn't really, like when they have a good character and stuff like that, but it's completely different from the iconic character name that they're using, like that's when it kind of annoys me. So. Uh, I wish they didn't use the name Riddler in the Batman movie, and I wish they didn't use Deadpool in the Wolverine Origins movie. But anyway, I love Deadpool. The color scheme of his suit's awesome, red and black, obviously. Uh, he's such a badass. And uh, I started getting into him and doing research on him and stuff like that, and I became a huge fan. And so then when I found out that Ryan Reynolds was going to do an actual version of Deadpool, like, movie, I was ecstatic. I could not fucking wait. And that movie was fantastic. Deadpool 2 was also fantastic. Like, he's the best. Honestly, he might be my favorite live-action hero. Like, I still love the Hulk, and I love Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, but they haven't really portrayed him the best in the MCU, which is kind of a, a annoying, but I still love what they've done. You know, it's different. But anyway, so 
you know, now that I'm thinking about it, as far as live ac action goes, like Green Arrow, the Oliver Queen that we got on the Arrow show was definitely one of my favorites as well. So that's without question. But I kind of feel like now that I'm kind of thinking about it, Green Arrow, Spider-Man, and Deadpool, I, I think I'd put them all in like a rotation. Like one day I would put Deadpool number two, Spider-Man number three, Green Arrow number four, or one day I'd put Spider-Man number two, Green Arrow three, Deadpool four. You know, just like a like a interchangeable rotation. So two to two to four, I'm gonna put them all in the same playing field. But we're still gonna say they take up the top four spots. So you know, Hulk locked in at one, two through four can be rotated, but they're all locked in the top four positions. So now let's move on to number five. And this one strictly started because of a TV show, but then I started diving into the comics, and um, I just love the character so much. Static. I like the name Static Shock. I wish that was actually the name in the comics and stuff like that, but um, I, I realized they only did that for the TV show. But I love Static. Uh, he's fucking, he's amazing. I love him. Daredevil is number six. I really enjoyed Daredevil. I enjoyed Daredevil so much, I even enjoyed the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. The first first or second fight scene, like, it's within the first, like, five, ten minutes of the movie. It's one of the best fight scenes in a movie of all time. I don't care what people say. Um, but I love Daredevil. And I prefer his all red suit or like you know the red with the darker red or you know black or whatever but he did have that yellow and red suit for a while that suit I'm not the biggest fan of but um, a lot of his uh, stories and stuff like that I think are pretty cool in the comics so like he definitely became one of my favorites full time um, yeah I love Dare I love Daredevil Next, Batman. Not really much to say. A lot of people love Batman. Um, I was against Batman for a while just because he became too popular. And it's it's mostly the people that... I was kind of being a hipster about it, basically. But it's mostly when people say that like Batman can beat or defeat anybody with enough preparation. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, Batman's gotten his ass kicked plenty of times, even with preparation. Can he put up a fight with preparation? Absolutely. But he's not... He's not, like, unbeatable. Like, Batman's definitely beatable, even if he gets, you know, all the preparation in the world. But is he going to win most of the time? Absolutely. All right? I'll give you that. But, um, but I do like Batman, and I like... Um, he gets a lot of good story arcs. Plus, he has, like, he... Honestly, he probably has the best rogues gallery. Like, I'd probably, like... I would probably go Batman, Spider-Man, and then maybe Flash when it comes to rogues. As far as, like, who has the best rogues gallery. I think that's what I would probably do. But that's a, you know, that's a pretty interesting topic. Maybe for another time. But anyway, yeah, I like Batman, so... Uh, Wolverine... You know, he was my favorite X-Men growing up. I also like Nightcrawler and stuff, but Wolverine was just awesome. Um, and, you know, 
pretty standard, not really much to say about it. The next one is Nightwing. This one actually is a recent addition. Um, I started getting into Nightwing just because of like different media, video games, you know, TV shows, live action stuff. Um, but I started like diving into his comic book origin and stories, and he's got some really fun stories, really interesting stories. Good, like he's just fuck. He's a badass man. I don't know something about him. He became part of my top ten. Uh, next is Flash, Barry Allen specifically. I like Barry Allen Flash more than Wally West Flash. Uh, I do like Wally West better as Kid Flash, uh, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, I loved, <clears throat> I loved the Flash as a kid too. But I've always was more of a fan of Barry Allen. I don't know why, because Barry Allen was, like, killed off prior to my existence, you know? But something about Barry Allen was just better for me. But anyway. The honorary mention and close second was Black Panther. Or close, or 11, was Black Panther. I fucking love Black Panther. I love Black Panther in the comics more than I do anything else. But... He's been adapted really well to TV shows, to movies, uh, especially the Chadwick Boseman portrayal and, you know, the MCU. Black Panther is fucking amazing. I love Black Panther. He's great. And honestly, if I was going to take out one of the DCs, like, if I didn't, like, <clears throat> I didn't intentionally make it 5 on 5, but when I realized that it was about to be 5, or uh, when I realized there was a potential five-on-five situation, I was like, okay, we'll put Black Panther in close 11, and we'll include Flash and Nightwing. Honestly, I'd probably take out Nightwing and bump Flash up, or actually, I'd probably replace Black... I'd probably replace Black Panther. You know what, actually, dude, when I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I'm putting Wolverine above Black Panther. Yeah, I'm gonna make that decree now. I'm gonna change that, so... Black or Wolverine, he could be the honorary mention. Black Panther. I like I like more Black Panther stories. Anyway. No, this eraser sucks. Let's move this up. Black Panther. Honestly, I might put him above Batman. And Daredevil. We're going to leave him there for now. But I really do love Black Panther. Um, <clears throat> he's fucking... He's awesome, dude. He's awesome in the comics. Awesome in other forms of media. Black Panthers are just great. So, Hulk number one. Two through four. It's Green Arrow, Spider-Man, Deadpool. And then this is how I have the rest of the, the top ten. Static at five, Daredevil at six, Batman at seven, Black Panther at eight, Nightwing at nine, Flash, Barry Allen at ten. Honestly, I might put Black Panther at five. But for now, we're going to leave it how it is as, as, as it stands, okay? <clears throat> so that's the official list. Hulk at one, two through four, Green Arrow, Spider-Man, and Deadpool Static at 5, Daredevil at 6, Batman at 7, Black Panther at 8, Nightwing at 9, and Flash Barry Allen at 10. That's the official list for now. 
That's the heroes. Alright, now let's move on to the villains. Now, Venom used to be the number one on this list. Well, number one, number two. It would kind of go back and forth. But I don't see villain, or I don't see Venom as a villain anymore. Like, he's pretty much a hero now. Like, he was, he, he started off as a villain, then he became an anti-hero, but now he's pretty much just a hero, right? At least that's how I take it in the comics and in other adaptations, like the Venom movies with Tom Hardy. Um, <clears throat> so, I decided to leave him off this list. Which was tough, because I realized I didn't really... I never really thought about top 10 before. I usually just got like a top 5 out of villains, but I was able to pull together a top 10 of villains. Now, the last two, I would be willing to like reconsider and include other people, but uh, for this list specifically, I'm pretty happy with it. This is my top 10 list. So Joker, obviously, he's great. All the stories that he's in, if not 90% of them, are all great stories. Joker's amazing, obviously. Carnage, just loved Carnage growing up, red and black. Just everything about him was awesome. Um, and recent stories, like Absolute Carnage and like some of, some of the other recent stories within the last 15 years or so, have been fucking phenomenal. Uh, number three, Riddler. I love the Riddler. And that's why I was annoyed with the adaptation they did in the Batman. But that's why I was annoyed that they took the name Riddler. I wish they would have just did a Zodiac Killer instead of whatever. But I love the Riddler. He's fantastic in the comics. And most adaptations are good. Um, there's a thought that the Riddler might be my favorite Batman villain which would bump the Joker out of the top spot, but the thought's not strong enough to really break down yet, so just leaving the top three the way they are. <clears throat> Number four is Thanos. Love Thanos. It started with the movies, but I started getting into the comic book origins of Thanos, and, you know, now I'm like, they actually didn't do, like, the best job adaptation-wise for the MCU. Now, I love the Thanos in the movies, and I love what they decided to do. It worked really well, but Thanos in the comics, I think, is just fucking badass. And more badass than what we got in the movies. Number five is Noel. He's recent, but he's fucking badass, dude. I love Noel. I love the symbiote storylines and how the symbiotes came to be. Like, everything about it is just awesome. So, Noel's great. Uh, what was that, five? So six is Kingpin. I love Kingpin. He's also probably part of the reason why I love, like, like I like Daredevil so much. Uh, but he's a Spider-Man and Daredevil villain. Like, Kingpin's fantastic. And I do like the adaptation that they have. Like, the, the Netflix show and then, you know, now bringing it to the MCU. Um, it's hit and miss for me, but overall I do enjoy it. So, like, I really like Kingpin. Bane is next. I love Bane. He's fucking awesome. When you start diving into his comic book stuff, you realize how 
different the character is in the Dark Knight trilogy. But that portrayal wasn't bad either. Uh, it's another situation, though, where I wish they kind of would have just had a different character instead of using the name of Bane and changing it so much. But, you know, it is what it is. But I do love the character Bane. Um, one, two, three, four, five, seven. So number eight, we got Vandal Savage. It started with Legends, and I do like that portrayal of Vandal Savage. You know, probably the most as far as live, like as far as adaptations go. Um, but he was great in the shows. He was great in uh, like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, yada yada yada. But I started diving into after watch, or you know, that's after the Legends of Tomorrow season and stuff. I started diving into the character Vandal Savage and. Um, finding storylines with him involved in it and stuff like that. And, yeah, he, he, he quickly became one of my favorite villains, so it was easy to put him up there. Now, the last two spots, 9 and 10, like I said, um, I really enjoy these villains, but I could easily see them being taken off for another villain. But number 9, Ultron. I think the best adaptation of Ultron... As far as live action goes, is obviously the Age of Ultron movie, but I really enjoyed Ultron and like other shows and stuff as well. Now the What If version isn't bad either. Uh, he actually becomes like quite a bit of a badass when he gets all the Infinity Stones, but there's like this whole logic that like just kind of breaks down when they do stuff like that. So I'm not gonna get into that, but we can save that for like live action. Or we could save that for, like, a different list or whatever. But Ultron in the comics is fucking badass, too, man. Like, really badass. If you don't really, like... If you just watch the movies and, like, TV shows and stuff and you don't know anything about their comic book origins or anything like that, you should definitely go check out... Uh, first of all, check out Rob's channel, Comics Explain. But also, like, do your own research and look up, you know, stories with these characters. Because, you know, a lot of them are great. Last on the list, number 10, is Ra's al Ghul. I say Ra's. Some people say Raish. Uh, I just like how Ra's al Ghul sounds. I think it just sounds better. But, uh, you know, it's been said a, both ways at this point. So it's kind of whatever your personal preference is. Go for it. But uh, he's a fucking badass too, you know. Um, now... I knew of Ra's al Ghul before I watched Batman Begins. Honestly, I didn't even realize Batman Begins was a thing. <laughs> I didn't watch that movie until after I watched The Dark Knight. Uh, and then I was like, oh, that's what this movie is. Oh, it's a se like Dark Knight's a sequel. And I was like, oh, this, this, and then. I started watching, and I was like, oh, Liam Neeson's portraying like Ra's al Ghul. I was like, oh. Like, this whole fucking, like, oh moment's going. Because I didn't realize they even made Batman Begins, right? I don't know where I was. I don't know why I didn't know about that movie. Uh, I remember... I think my dad bought it on DVD or something, and I remember seeing, like, the cover of it, and I was like, eh, that doesn't look that interesting. Um, but then I go back and watch it, and it's a really good movie. I think it's the, the worst of the three, but all three are great. Like, the Dark Knight trilogy is just a great trilogy, so, you know, there's no real misses there. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, I love Raja Ghoul. I've always kind of thought of it that way. 
in the comics he's great like the stories that you'll get told with him um the league of assassins is awesome that's the one thing i will say about the dark knight trilogy i do like the name league of shadows like i like that name a lot i do wish that league of assassins was actually called league of shadows but you know I digress. But that's my list. That's my top 10 villain list for both Marvel and DC. Joker, Carnage, Riddler, Thanos, Noel, Kingpin, Bane, Vandal Savage, Ultron, and Ra's al Ghul. So, hope you guys enjoyed my top 10 list of Marvel and DC heroes and villains. As you can see, the list isn't official, because I'm still debating on the Black Panther positioning, but as of today, well, you know, I'm, rec- I'm pre-recording this, but... As of the time of the day that this comes out, because I'm gonna make sure this comes out on July 11th, 2022. Wait, you know what? Hold that thought. It's either July 11th or July 18th. <clears throat> I forgot. I've uh, pre-recorded episodes and I've had them post or scheduled to be released. I, I forgot where I left off. Uh, f- okay, so. T- t- this is Monday Mix 15, which means that we're July 11th, 2022. So as of July 11th, 2022, my official lists for Marvel and DC heroes and villains are as follows. Heroes. Hulk number one. Uh, two through four, Green Arrow, Spider-Man, Deadpool. Number five, Static. Number six, Daredevil. Number seven, Batman. Number eight, Black Panther. Number nine, Nightwing. Number ten, Flash, Barry Allen. Villains. Number one, Joker. Number two, Carnage. Number three, Riddler. Number four, Thanos. Number five, Noel. Number six, Kingpin. Number seven, Bane. Number eight, Vandal Savage. Number nine, Ultron. And number ten, Ra's al Ghul. That's the official list as of July 11th, 2022. Here on the Monday Mix, episode 15. Hope you guys enjoyed that segment. And if you want me to do more stuff like that, then definitely let me know. Use the email in the description, allthingsincrediblepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, in the subject line, you know, just kind of say suggestion, uh, say thoughts, say whatever, whatever. Make the subject pretty short, short, sweet, easy to the point. And then in the body, you can give me your full breakdown and stuff like that as well. Now, if you're going to do suggestions, make sure you limit that specifically to suggestions that you want me to watch, movies, TV shows, whatever. And give me your thoughts on that, so that way, uh, you know, we can see if we line up or anything like that. And it will be the closest thing to an open dialogue that we can do between, you know, me and you, the listener. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, And, excuse me, so... Pretty much, the Monday mix is going to have a lot of Batman, or sorry, not Batman, uh, baseball, a lot of Harvest Moon. I am going to transition Harvest Moon to the Monday mix. And, you know, we've kind of done all we needed to do on the Friday fix with Harvest Moon. So now it's time to just kind of play the game. And and you know, until we either finish it or get bored, um, that's just kind of where we are. So, 
And then, you know, baseball is the same thing. We've already made it to the majors. There's no other reason for it. And since it's the show 19, there's no real reason to continue doing commentary on it. Because, you know, we're already on the show 22. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, there's some other games that might pop up from time to time. Like, you know, Battlefield 5. Uh... Apparently, I have this game called Star Trek Online, which is kind of similar to DC Universe Online. I don't know if I'm going to play it regularly or not. I, I basically just went through the tutorial. It doesn't seem too bad. Like, the concept is kind of cool and stuff, but I don't really know. Like, everything that I knew about Star Trek, I kind of forgot. Because I never really got into it that much as a kid. Like, I remember watching The Next Generation with Patrick Stewart and stuff. But like, that's kind of the extent that I went with it. But I don't remember, like, chronologically what happens or anything like that. Um, so, I don't know. We might play that. We might do commentary. We might put it here on the Monday Mix. I have no idea. We'll see what happens. But the two games that I have downloaded right now that will definitely be on the Monday mix is the show night or MLB the show 19 and harvest moon so predominantly it's going to be a lot of those being played so I hope you guys enjoy those with this commentary of you know me doing lists or talking about movies TV shows telling stories whatever you know so on and so forth the Friday fix we did decide to move Skyrim over there. So we took Skyrim off the YouTube channel, and now we're putting it on the Friday Fix. So that's going to be the new show opener. And we'll still do, you know, Anna Sky, My Rise on the Friday Fix, and we'll still do, like, Madden 22 stuff on the Friday Fix. Um, Batman the Telltale series. We won't do, like... We won't really do any commentaries, so to speak, but we're kind of cutting it up into, like, TV... Sh like, in, not TV show, but into, like, different episodes. Uh, and, you know, when it's all said and done, I'm going to put them all together and, you know, do, like, a full thing about it. But that will probably be on the Friday Fix. DC Universe Online will be on the Friday Fix as well. And that's kind of where we're at right now. So... Stick around... Enjoy all things incredible and everything that I'm presenting to you and uh, appreciate it. So, stick around though. Uh, we got more coming. This is not the whole podcast episode. We still got we still got some things coming after this for sure. So, appreciate everything. Hootie hoo! Okay, so Justice League versus the Fatal Five. I was incorrect. This is the only one that doesn't really directly involve Batman the Animated Series. So, uh, this is going to be the only film that we watch until we finish all the TV shows, and then we'll go through and watch the rest of the films. Um, I don't want to rewatch Mask of Phantasm, but I think we're going to just for the purpose of this journey that we're on. Okay? Anyway. So, Batman, Superman... Um, Wonder Woman, Mr. Terrific, uh, they make a return to 
this movie, okay? Newcomers are, you know, a couple of the Legionnaire superheroes or whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, The, you know, superheroes from the future, like Starboy and, um, what's her name? Saturn Girl and Brainiac 5 specifically. The Fatal Five is also from the future. They are the, uh, you know, they're like the Legion of Doom or, or you know, Secret Society to the uh, Legionnaire of Superheroes. Okay. So, newcomer Green Lantern Jessica Cruz is portrayed by Diane Guerrero, who has been pretty good in quite a few things that I've seen her in, and um, Miss Martian also makes an appearance, and there's a few other people like Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Two-Face, Bloodsport, um, and stuff like that, but they don't play into the actual story that much, I mean, Bloodsport kind of does, so, um, First, we start in the future where there's like a battle between three members of the Fatal Five. They're trying to. I'm not entirely sure who the fifth member was, to be honest with you. But anyway, their leader, Emerald Empress, it gets you know captured or whatever, and Mano is, um, I believe, a lantern. I don't know what. I'm pretty sure it was Mano that was the Lantern. Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes is what it was called. Sorry. Um, fuck. I don't remember the names or anything like that of the, like, which, I don't remember which one was which. I'm gonna put it to you that way. So, fuck it. Doesn't matter. Anyway. (laughs) Um, they're trying to lock them out of the time machine and stuff like that, but they're able to get in and they're able to, you know, go to the time period that they want to go to. So they come to 2000 and then it doesn't finish. So we don't know exactly how long after the JLU, you know, show that this takes place. We don't really know. Um, at least I saw two zero zero. I could have just missed saw it or, you know, you know, just didn't see what I think I saw, but anyway. So three members of the Fatal Five show up there and their whole purpose is to try to find the limelight, which ends up being Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz. They're trying to find her. Now, when we cut to you know let's just say current day for now. Uh, Jessica Cruz is actually like in the you know, woods or doing something with a couple of her friends and they end up seeing this guy burying a hole and then they get put on their knees and the gun's pointed at him. The guy shoots one of her friends and shoots another friend but she gets up and runs away. Uh, he eventually like you know, corners her, and she falls off a cliff, and then next thing you know, like, she wakes up, and, you know, she goes to therapy, and then we find out that she's a Green Lantern, um, but she, you know, she's having these survivor's guilt, basically, right? 
And Wonder Woman, I mean, Justice League is trying to recruit her, basically. Uh, and they're trying to put faith and belief in her, but she's not feeling it, obviously. She's like, why don't you call Jon Stewart? And he's like, he's off-world dealing with the matter. We need your help. Yada, yada, yada. Cut to, like, a bank robbery, or, or not a bank robbery, um, Bloodsport. Not a cool version of Bloodsport either. Like what the Justice or what the Suicide Squad did with Idris Elba, you know James Gunn, he did a really good Bloodsport. But n- nevertheless, anyway, <laughs> um, Bloodsport is taking over the Gotham News Network. He's a conspiracy theorist who firmly believes that Kennedy never got assassinated, and if he doesn't come clean, everybody's gonna die. And if you try to attack. Bloodsport first, everybody's gonna die. Yada yada yada. So this is when we see Batman and Miss Martian, you know, they take him down. Batman is like, you know, playing the cold brooding teacher kind of situation. He's like, I don't train with teenagers. And then she changes into Robin. And he's like, whatever. Right? And uh you know, she's uh She's not an official member. She's kind of like a like on the reserves, like a recruit um, to try to join the team and stuff like that. By the end of the movie, she becomes part of the Justice League, and she's happy about it. Like that's all she wants is to be part of the Justice League, right? So anyway, um, <clears throat> uh. and then like from the sky. Starboy is able to, like, you know, kind of trap the Fatal Five in the, you know, time ship or whatever. And then he, like, kind of, but he falls, like, super hard into the Earth. So he kind of, like, loses his memory a little bit. But he knows that he's on a mission and he knows that he's from the future. But, um, he's, he ran out of his medicine, needs to find his medicine. He doesn't realize that he's in the past and the medicine doesn't exist yet. And so. He kind of, like, freaks people out. Batman stops him and sends him to Arkham, where they start giving him, like, these, like, pills. They think that he has, like, a mental disorder, you know, yada, yada, yada. He ends up becoming kind of friends with Two-Face, who ends up, apparently, is, like, a a modeled, you know, uh, patient, I guess, would be the best way to put it, I think. Uh, in this, like, psych ward-esque kind of situation. And eventually, on the TV, they show the three uh, Fatal Five members fighting with, like, some members of the Justice League. And that's when Starboy was like, no, I knew that I had this, this, and that. Like, I knew I was from the future. I knew they were real. So then he starts using his powers to get out, break out of Arkham. Uh, so Batman starts to question if he's, like, legit or not, right? <clears throat> so... Um, Mr. Terrific and Superman accidentally break the Fatal Five free from the entrapment, and so the they're all trying to find uh, Jessica Cruz. Right. Eventually, you know, they're able to, you know, thwart the Fatal Five members, and Starboy starts to like sort of kind of explain, like, they take him back to the headquarters or whatever. 
him and Jessica Cruz kind of bond, and so he starts to, you know, be more open to her, but, like, he's sort of talking like, um, he's talking like they know the mission or whatever, but, I don't know, eventually, Batman, you know, says to Miss Martian, you have to, like, help us get into his mind so we can try to figure out what's going on, and she's like, I don't know if I could do that. You know, this, this, and that is like, well, we have to. Like, she's a calming presence to him, so you have to take me, her, and you. So they go into his mind, and they see the future. They see, uh, like, the museum that is for the fallen heroes of the past, like the Justice League, Green Lantern Corps, etc., etc. Jessica Cruz sees her statue. I th- if I remember correctly, Miss Martian also sees her. But Batman like looks at it is like looks nothing like me. <laughs> Stupid ass. Anyway, they keep going through, and there's been some like issues and stuff going on in his mind. Eventually, Mister Terrific wakes up Batman. Yada yada yada. Some more shit happens. We're just gonna skip ahead. Uh, Jessica Cruz gets you know captured. She's the key to get into, or they go to Oa, where the Grand Lantern Corps is, and she's the key to um, get them in and all that stuff. So they all get in. They uh, free Empress or their Empress or whatever, and now they're strong. And and then eventually, like there's this big battle, and everybody kind of thinks Jessica Cruz is dead for a while, and you find out she's not. Then there's a uh, uh, one last like situation or one last final like attack move that they can do uh, that's going to defeat them but it's going to end up costing Starboy his life so Jessica, uh, Jessica Cruz is sad about it obviously but Starboy does he's like I told you I'm a hero like he says that the whole time right so the day is saved everybody is safe the Legion of Superheroes comes to the time, you know, from the future, um, and they kind of just, you know, they get told the news that Starboy passed on, and yada yada yada. Not a bad movie. It was a quick, quick fun movie. Kilowog also makes an appearance, which was dope, and uh, yeah, wasn't too bad. I really like the Jessica Cruz character. Um, you know, for the longest time, I was just the Hal Jordan, John Stewart fan. Didn't really care about any other lanterns. And uh, I gotta say, after rewatching it, because I've seen this movie before, um, like fairly recently too, actually, like within the last year or two. I don't think I watched it when it came out, which was 2019. I'm pretty sure I watched it in 2020, but rewatching it now, I have a new appreciation for Jessica Cruz. So that's the good news. Um, would I say it's a good end to the DCAU? No, I would not. Like I said, you know what they should do. They should do like a, a like a like a two-hour animated movie of one final you know mission for the Justice League to do. 
but yeah, they won't. It's fine. Not a big deal. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out. Like I said, uh, it's not a bad movie. Plus, uh, I think you'll like the Je the Jessica Cruz character. I know I did. Um, the first time I watched it, I didn't really you know care too much. I was just kind of watching it just to watch it. But this time around, I you know I, I grew more of appreciation for the character. Miss um, Mar uh, Miss Marsha was done really well as well. Daniela Badia, she did a great job. I apologize if that's not how you pronounce her name, but uh, she's been in a few things. I just haven't really seen them myself. Um, but yeah, she did good as Miss Martian. Like Miss Martian was was a good addition to the story. Um, that's all I got to say about it, really. I think the only other thing I saw, well, I saw, I just got done watching Modern Family, so obviously I saw her in that, but I didn't really, like, recognize her, didn't really point her out. But she also played a character in Big Time Rush, and uh, I love Big Time Rush, so she must have did awesome, because that show was awesome. She was also part of the middle and anger management, like, with a, like for a long stint. Well, anger management, she had a main role. Um, the middle, she joined in uh, season seven and was there through nine, and she had a recurring role, I guess. I don't know, because I didn't watch it. I've seen, you know, clips and episodes of the middle, but I always thought it was, like, associated with Malcolm in the middle. Turns out it's not. It has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> But anyway, she did great, and the movie is good, so definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't remember. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's good stuff. It's good, good stuff. Sorry for the... Not so good segment, but there's not much to say except for you know go watch it yourself. It was good. I enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it yourself, definitely check it out. It's on D. Uh, it's on HBO Max, as with most of DC stuff. So 